recording now. Good morning, everyone. Uh, messed up hair, man. Damn. Really excited to finally get a haircut. Not anytime soon, though. <laughs> still in quarantine. Still in quarantine. Man, when I look back at these videos, it's going to be crazy. Um, real life proof of uh, the quarantine pandemic from my house. Uh, working from home forcefully. That's uh, pretty interesting. So, uh, yeah. So, CCMP Vlog 2. Um, today has been crazy. I, I had a meeting that was supposed to be later on in the morning. Uh, but then I had to change it to earlier in the morning. It pushed back everything. Uh, I, I also, uh, well, I didn't. I don't want to say I woke up late. Woke up at 7.30. Um, I, I've been trying to get up. Uh, I've done it a few times. Like, later on, it gets to the week, the easier it is for me to wake up. So, uh, like, Monday was terrible. I woke up at 8, I believe, or something like that. I forgot. Uh, I rather know I was running behind just because I woke up late. And then uh, today, woke up late again to my actual goal, which is, like, 6.40. Um, I stayed in bed until, like, 7.30. Woke up. Got everything ready by 8.00. And then I had that meeting. Uh, normally, I listen to an audible in the morning, which I was still able to do, and then knock out my my reading, and then hop right into the podcast, which is around nine a.m. Uh, and then after that, do my uh, Chinese uh, Mandarin learning, right? And then from there, I start work. So I usually start work around ten a.m. That's usually my my goal for the day. This is start at, at 10. And that's in line with normally how I would start work normally before the pandemic. is around 10 o'clock. Um, well, at least I would try it between 10 and like 7 p.m. 8 p.m. is when I would work around that time frame. So I'm trying to keep in line to how I normally would operate, right? Uh, like I said, these study plans that you develop, I mean, you guys may see my study plan and say, that doesn't work for me, I need more lab time, or I need more of this early on, or else I get discouraged, or whatever, so you guys just adjust, right, however works best for you, works best for you, um, but for me, like I said, uh, I try to align myself to my work habits, so that way, I don't get uh, sidetracked as I move forward, because as the study, study sessions will get more intense, the longer you study, so the beginning is actually very, my my approach is very easy. <clears throat> Other people, I believe, uh, there's some folks that follow on Twitter that do different methods. Like there's, uh, I think, a CCIE by 30. Uh, if you search that up on YouTube and on um, Twitter, she is an individual that <clears throat> she goes through the study guide and follows the, she has a study guide book. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> and then... Um, you, she uses a PDF guide as her template, I guess, or whatever, as that as the guide, the actual study guide. So she goes into the exam topics, and then she goes through there um, and looks at the individual tasks there, like the general topics that you need to understand to pass the test, like 20% of this, 30% of that, and all of that. So she goes through those, <clears throat> then she goes through the study guide, and then highlights the tabs that she needs to read that tackle those particular topics right and if she needs i don't know if she's doing 
Like she's not going pretty much book cover to cover. So if the the bigger subject she's covering first, uh, that's my understanding of what she's doing. Is that uh, if there's bigger subjects and then she she goes through the book and says, okay, well, BGP is one big one, so she covers the BGP first, and then after that, something else, IP services, and so on and so on. So she doesn't. She's doing it that way. For me, I'm doing it cover to cover. You know, so whoever whatever your study methods are, uh, do it. But it doesn't really matter. Um, because the consistency is what matters. At the end of the day, you will eventually cover every topic, right, in the study guide or in whatever material you're studying. If you're going to cover EIGRP, you're going to cover all those topics eventually, right? But in order for you to get to that point, you need to have how much time investment are you dedicated to put in for that day. So you're going to put in three hours, four hours, one hour, two hour. Make sure you're consistent with that, and then you'll develop... um, it become faster start all of a sudden realizing how far along you already are. Like for me, like I said on my last um, blog yesterday, was I'm surprised I'm already getting to the halfway point. I didn't realize uh, it already been a month and a half, and I've been reading so many chapters. I didn't realize that I am that far along already. There's 29 chapters in this book. I'm in chapter uh, 13 now, and halfway through multicast. So I'm already pa- I knocked out BGP yesterday. So that's one of the things I want to talk about. Yesterday I had a decision: either sit down and do my notes that I was supposed to do, or do an extra hour of reading. So yesterday I did a combination of three hours of reading um, to knock out that BGP section, advanced BGP. And I was like, look, I only have a few more pages left, and man, was it hard. There was so much detail in that BGP chapter, Advanced BGP, you know, chapter 12. There's a total of two chapters. But same thing with OSPF, I think. There's OSPF, Advanced OSPF, and I think OSPF 3. I'm not sure. Let me double check that. So for this book, Study Guide, there's Advanced OSPF, OSPF. I'm wondering if they have a dedicated chapter with OSPF version 3, but I think it covered it in just, yeah, it is. So, OSPF, Advanced OSPF, and OSPF version 3. There's three chapters of OSPF. With BGP, there's two chapters. And BGP is just a longer chapter. It's like 70 or 60 pages. It's ridiculous. Uh, And they're just packed with information and i still feel i made this twitter comment i believe uh on instagram comment caption post whatever i still feel like i'm left with missing information with the bgp sections i just feel like i need more from it it was a lot of i think they filled it up with concepts not labs to really narrow that in um there are a lot of labs in there i just feel like they need more just because of the topic and honestly, they should, Cisco should just release a BGP book. I, I don't understand. So, 300-page book of BGP. So, you know, they could easily fill that up. They filled um, this BGP was like 150 pages. So, why can't you just double that up, give it a concise overview um, and deep, well, I guess, concise deep dive of the BGP because I think the study guide covers a good overview of BGP but not a get really into the details now nrc i don't have the nrc book so nrc yeah whatever um the cisco um, specialty routing and switching so when i get that book i think that's more of a heavier in the routing side and it will dive deeper so i'm wondering what and i have that purchase it's just uh back order uh everyone part of my guess i think everyone's tackling that one first 
So uh, when that book comes in, I'm going to look through that book and I'm wondering if that has a deep dive that I feel that I will need. So because I got the boson labs that I'm also studying that I'm doing every weekend now, I just did it one weekend. So this is going to be the second weekend in a row that I'm going to uh, consistently do that. And I've noticed and I installed the, the new version that covers the NCORE and NRC exams and the labs don't show a lot of BGP in it at all. I think they have like one lab in it. That's it. A lot of it's switching. A lot of the NCORE stuff is switching and for the lab section at least. So that means it kind of tells me that you're going to get a lot of concept questions with like Wi-Fi and SD-WAN and all those things and a lot of labbing with switching and that'll be kind of your core written lab exam. And I'm um, really hoping it's not a just question answer, a data dump, and then the specialties are labs, uh, just because that will kind of suck. I'm not really good at things like that. So we'll see. I have to just prepare and, and develop my uh, study plan towards it after I take a, after I do a practical exam and kind of see where that goes, right? So a practice exam is a real uh, key tool. I feel like I missed real early on in my career when I got the CCNA, I took a practice exam didn't do well in the practice exam and i didn't reschedule my ex- my real exam to went in there and bombed it then i didn't my second attempt well whatever attempt that was my final attempt to uh, final when i finally got the ic icnd2 what well, one i actually took a, the practice exam and did not schedule i didn't firm that schedule i kept rescheduling it until i actually passed the practice exam at a consistent basis, not barely, not just there, just understood every aspect of the questions they're asking and covered every topic. And then and then I took the test and I went in there and did it and I scored very well. I think I got one or two wrong. I got like a 935. I think the passing, the full score is like 950 or something or 1,000. I don't know. But it's just a few questions I got wrong. So I'm going to do the same thing with this Encore. So I'm not going to, I'm going to take as many practice exams as I can Uh to get me to the point, and you don't need, usually it's days, so it's like 30 days, 60 day access, and you don't want to take too much, because you start memorizing them, you don't want to ever memorize any of the questions, you want to understand the concepts that they're asking, so uh, the way these, the boson tests, uh, practice tests, exam sims, I think that's what they're called, is they actually give you a big pool of them, and I actually go through sections, so if I'm, I take a bigger test and I access everything and whatever I'm weak on in that area, to give you percentages, I actually tackle the, that particular section over and over and over again until I get that section correct. So, um, and I'm still deciding whether I want to do the installs, direct installs, or I want to do a web access. I like the web access because it gives you more, uh, cached reports, local, they don't. It's uh you pass and you, there's no historical data there, so that's the variable you lose. Uh, but I do like the host side because you can actually install it. But I think you actually I never even tried it accessing it after, so let me try that out. But in any case, either way, I still use the practice exams to kind of gear, uh, find out where I'm at, and then go and take the test, and then that's an actual full attempt, right? So. So the Encore knocked out. I'm almost. I'm in chapter 13 now. Multicast. It's a relatively smaller chapter, 30 pages. About halfway there now. Should be knocking this out by end of day tomorrow. The multicast. If I don't do another reading spree, 
because I'm gonna do another reading, another another hour of reading tonight, and then tomorrow morning I should do another hour. And today, I actually started getting into a role, and I started reading more than I expected to read, and I was like, oh sweet. So you, when you get into those roles, you gotta keep pushing through it, right? So if you feel good, keep reading, do the extra. Um, when you start rereading, I'm starting the way I know I'm being I w- I'm tired is I felt it last night when I was wrapping up that BGP um, section was that chapter. Sorry. Um, I felt that I was rereading the sections more often. And that just means I mean, I'm distracted for one tired and any pretty much I'm not absorbing everything the first shot. So I have to keep rereading it. And that was probably because of my. I'm not used to the three hour sessions. So even if it's if it's um through a whole separation of days, play Call of Duty, go to work, da 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 whatever, whatever. And then I read again, read again. Um and yesterday was actually a long day. I went into work and then I set up some remote uh phones and, and things of that nature. So it was a it was a pretty long day. I actually went to work, came home, did a whole other stuff. And so it was a packed full day, and I was still able to push out the three hours, which is great. That's part of your study plan, right? You know where you have to go. At the end of the day, my goal always has been four hours of solid studying. So I know I need to get there at some point. Take advantage of those times where you feel pretty good about pushing yourself just a little bit. And then take that extra step. It's like doing that extra rep. Or, um, well, you know you're trying to get to six sets at some point. It's like always compared to working out, same thing. Um, you start with one set a day. And then the next week is two sets a day. And then all of a sudden, you're feeling really good this one day. And your plan wasn't to get to six sets until a month from now. But that day, you're at set five. And you're feeling pretty good. And we rep out the six. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, great. And the next day, you're kind of sore. But you do, you know, you still try to be consistent. So you continue the baseline, which is where you're at now. Well, I'm in week five. I should be at um, set five. So always the bare minimum is five. One of my managers in my old job used to tell me, don't ask for overtime if you can't show up the next day on time. Right. Don't say that. Okay, well, uh, I'm willing to work longer today, but tomorrow I'm going to show up late and give an excuse. Well, it's because I was working late yesterday. So don't give that excuse. Right. So. Don't do extra reps. Don't do extra sets if you are going to complain about it the next day. Don't do it. So uh, just keep pushing yourself. That mentality really, I feel like that's what pushed me over the edge. And and being able to look at certifications just in a different way. Um, and, And I've been out of college for a year and a half, two years now. Um, And it's been... The college mentality is different. You have to, you're always studying, you're always learning. Uh, you're always um, kind of freaking out over a quiz or a test. It pretty much absorbs your life. And that's why I think it's difficult, especially at a young age, to tackle education, going to college right away and all that. Because those disciplines, and especially if you're in high school and doing those disciplines, and you go into college and even increasing them even more. It's just a level of uh, intensity that if you do, again, you can get burnt out. So if you're already doing that in high school, well, you actually should be chilling. In my opinion, high school, you should do consistent, good work. That's it. College is when you shift gears. Do more intensity, in my opinion. Calm, cool, collective. Understand what you're doing. 
have a good, good standard baseline. You don't need all A's. You can get some C's. Being be a good, solid B student is good. Do some extracurricular activities. Um, and then um, maybe try to get like a, a scholarship as some aspect, right? Because you can do scholarships for different stuff. You can write papers and stuff like that. So you can try to get some scholarship. But if you don't, it's not really a big deal. Like relax because you can go to community, do really well there. And then that's when you shift gears, go into community, shift gears, be more intense there, show up on time. All these disciplines that you were practicing in high school but weren't make, taking them extremely seriously college you really take them seriously it's like my mom uh, my mom really pushed showing up no matter what she was like if you're sick i don't care do you have a fever no go to go to school you know and she's like, oh mom i'm throwing up my stomach took my head you have a fever no okay go to school oh she cared about my brain she's like everything else you're okay don't worry about it and then i had like perfect attendance in elementary school uh, had multiple of those awards um and then transferred to college and my job i hardly ever take time off even if i'm sick i go to work uh, i know it's terrible now with the whole coronavirus but i'll if i'm sick i need there's no excuse i can physically get up and go to work so i'm gonna go to work and if i couldn't function at work i'll say hey you know what? i can't do it one time i had an ear infection i had to actually leave i just could not focus my ear infection was real bad so, uh, so it, that transfers over. So if you have this intensity of super, super unrealistic high standards for your, for yourself in high school, it's likely you were burnt out in college because at that point, no one cares. No one's telling you, you have to be at this point. You're kind of like, all right, no one's telling me you're great, which is flunk out of everything all of a sudden you're in high school i mean you're in college for like eight years and just keep transferring majors you have no consistency so that's just kind of my two cents on that but uh for this certification per se for me i'm just trying to stay focused be consistent at a baseline level and then keep pushing myself towards something uh towards i know where i need to be at for me it's four hours of consistent studying every day so i can't get there right away i'm just like if you haven't worked out in two years, you can't have a six pack the next day, right? Just because you're eating well for two weeks, you know, so you have, it's a consistent um, level. So I am trying to uh, build myself to the four hours and I believe I'll get there actually towards the end of the book. What ended up happening is I already feel like in chapter 20, I'm already going to be at the four hour mark of reading. And, and by then I'm hoping everything opens back up because I'm very interested in seeing how it's going to translate when I'm actually functioning at work. Uh, and studying the four hours because that's going to be very interesting how that dynamics plays how am I going to fit everything in because my goal is actually to continue learning Chinese continue doing an audible book each day and even when I finish the audible book I want to do a new one and another one I think I'm going to start writing blogs on that on the management side I'm doing a lot of audible books for management reading material for certifications just because I prefer reading material for certifications management book audible is okay so uh learning chinese learning mandarin uh learning uh absorbing some of the management book on the way to work and then um doing my ccmp studies so with, with the ccmp is gonna be interesting because i'm gonna have to carry the book around i already know i'll be doing it during lunch uh for uh, today was a very interesting thing because i do have a task i have to do I'm going to figure out how to do some things on our SharePoint. So 
uh, it's going to be interesting how I fit in meetings that were supposed to be set at a certain time were rescheduled and moved around um, because my job is very dynamic. Uh, We set sometimes we're just super meetings that have to be done now. How do I fit those hours in? How do I calculate it all? So I'm actually looking into maybe not a scheduler, but something that I can count how many hours I've read and studied and notate it. I'm like, okay, 30 hours here, 30 hours there. Because what will probably end up happening is if I'm, my schedule gets back to how it used to be, I'll have to actually pocket up 30 minutes or 15 minutes. And to make sure it all fits at the right time, right? Uh, and dedicating my days off directly, make sure, okay, well, this week I don't know if I'm going to have two days off, right? So how do I get labs in there during that time? Um, And at the same time, look, you have to actually, when you're, uh, because this is helping my career and my job right now, you have to actually set up priorities, right? So understanding when to say no or when to say, no, I can't right now. I will have to reschedule. I have to reschedule you at this point. Uh, We were set at this time. We can't do it. Move it on. Like We have to move it on to next week or maybe later on the day. Uh, and be flexible and also be flexible with your study plan. Not just because you didn't study at five o'clock in the morning because you showed up, you had to work late and you showed up home at one doesn't mean that you don't read, right? So you have to be flexible with your work and it's like a balance, just like everything else. Because on top of that, right, I also have to, it's one of the things I haven't really discussed on this vlog yet uh, is my exercise. I have to work out. And um, that's because when you're working out, you release obviously endorphins and stuff like that, but it allows uh, the body to kind of de-stress. So if you're like thinking about a subject, I've actually worked out and then had an epiphany about a topic that I couldn't understand on my CCMP studies or CCNA studies or whatever, or any type. I have a problem at work and I'm working out and I get an epiphany. Oh, right. Like I said, like negative conversations, negative email chains turned to positive ones just because they came out of a workout and I looked at it in a positive uh, light. So these are the things that I uh, keep in mind when I'm making sure I follow the, my day-to-day plans for for overall achievement of something. Make sure I'm eating right today. Right before I have uh, podcasts now, I'm starting to realize I'm actually developing a pattern with eating apples. I eat an apple, take a little break, um, kind of because uh, I go through a lot of mental stimulation early in the morning. Right? I do my audible. I read. Sometimes I do the Mandarin. Just depends. Um, and so I get really drained really quickly in the morning. And then I, I pop an apple and I'm watching YouTube. And then I, I do this podcast. And this is another relaxation. So I'm literally eating. It is a mental stimulation, but at the same time, de-stress the way I talk and all that kind of unloading a lot of some thoughts and things of that nature and then um, I go back into it right now when I close this all up I'm probably going to get something to drink actually got some water here and maybe get a banana and then start working on some of the stuff I need to do for work and that's pretty much my day until I start feeling I should study right now good to take a break and take some notes so then I do some note taking and then at the end of the night I wrap up to uh, again kind of like end my day but still get myself tired I guess by it by 
doing small reps, which is like reading for an hour. And reading gets you tired. Okay, what anyone says. You read, you can get tired. Uh-huh. Especially if you read a, a good book, you can be like falling asleep and then you're just like reading and reading. You're like, oh. And then you pass, even if it's a great book, and because you're imagining, you're like putting all these words together, and you're trying to pronounce words. Sometimes the book's like crazy, and you're trying to pronounce a word, look it up, and then go back to reading it. You're like thinking, right? So it's a, uh, it, it gets it's tiring. So uh, for me, today, the last two days were actually a good test of how I dealt with uh, the study plan. And right now is a great time. I don't care what anyone says. If you're employed and you're remote work, you're not as busy, quote unquote, as you were um, in person. And I believe it's because there's no more fluff time. People think, oh, I'm busy. And you actually only working a solid, like if your work schedule is eight hours, you're actually only working because you take an hour for lunch. Even if you do one direct hour, or two fifteen minutes and one thirty minutes, and depending on your state, I don't know all states, but normally for us, like for me in California and Nevada, it's about an hour. So it's an hour of of not working, and then realistically, four hours of you actually working. And how much time are you actually dedicating to work consistently? It's even less than that. No way you're working four hours straight. No way. I get exhausted after two hours, and I'm like dedicated. But thing is different, you know. If you're doing labor, when I was at a warehouse, I actually you can move your body more at a consistent level than you can actually work your mind. When I'm, I say that is, if you're programming for eight hours straight, you're likely not programming for eight hours straight. What you're doing is you're sitting in your desk programming, but you're taking breaks, fifteen minutes, five minutes, checking your phone, doing this, doing that. You're not doing it. You're not. No way your body can. Uh, compute complex things for a very long time. That's what Google has sleeping pods, right? Google would not have sleeping pods if it was possible to pretty much whip people into working eight hours of code and, and mathematics and things of that nature. You just can't do it. So um, at home, you're actually being more productive because you're actually in an environment that you like and you're doing things and then you're actually like, damn. I got nothing else to do. And you're doing the same functions. It's literally because no one's coming, knocking on your shoulder, distracting you. Hey, look, let's go for a walk. Let's do this, let's do that. And like, you know, inner office mingling. So you get more production at home. In my opinion, this is for me. I, I knock things out real quickly at home. So for me, when I, some of these gaps, I fill with studying. So I'm doing the AW. And one of the things I haven't even mentioned this right now, it's just what I wanted to start, talk about is AWS Practitioner. Right, and so I'm in chapter three, and look how small this book is. Right, that blue tab is chapter three. Uh, did some labs over the weekend on the and literally just the budget thing I talked about in the last blog. But for this uh test, I think I'll be able to knock it out before I don't want to jinx myself because we're supposed to open in the middle of next month, but we'll see on that. Um, if I think by July or June, I should actually. Take that test, and I believe I should pass it. No problem. Um, the practitioner. Just to have that on my belt come out of the thing feeling like a positive thing, because the CCMP is going to take longer. I really know it. <laughs> uh, just because I want to go in there fully prepared. I might want to read 
some of the NRC um, chapters. We'll see what happens when I get that book. Uh, I won't finish the encore for another. I think I had said we should say that now. We should document it right now, right? So let's look up the calendar. April twenty first. So June twenty first is when I'll finish. So it gives me another month and a half. I think June twenty first will be the day that I'll well within that time frame I would complete the encore, and then I'll start really narrowing down the labs. Uh, so yeah, one of the challenges that I, I'm trying to adapt right now that I didn't feel about a week ago when I was doing all this two weeks ago or even a month ago when I started was uh, balancing my work life and study life just because of the um, uh, the pandemic. So and in my, my CCNA was uh, the way I dealt with that was actually my job was uh, less demanding, so I didn't have to go into these meetings, uh, management meetings or anything like that. Um, or manage anyone. I just had to worry about myself and my tasks. So I'll go into, if there were any meetings at all, I'll go into and I have my own list and I already knew where things were. Now I'm trying to get updates from all these different types of people uh, and then consolidate it and go into a bigger meeting where we discuss and then like talk about how it impacts other people and just like managing politics is like a whole other thing. So it's going to be very interesting. I can't wait. So uh, I really appreciate everyone listening. So like, subscribe, comment down below if you experience any issues with like, your study life and work and how do you balance that? How do you figure that out, right? How do you fit your study schedule and put it around your work so that way you can be efficient at both? Uh, and what's your plans, actually, if, if people aren't people are doing more or less hours on the CCMP and when are you trying to pass it? Uh, for me, I'm trying to pass it maybe September. Yeah, September or August, September will be a great time frame for me to take the test and pass it so let me know what you guys think and when do you think uh when, when you think you should take it and how long how many hours should be dedicating per day so i see four hours a day and then um consistently for about six days five to six days a week so cool really appreciate everyone peace